Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ-likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host today, and so glad you've hit that play button and you've jumped on the podcast, and we're going to share the next few minutes together just pressing into Christ-likeness. But again, I want this to be a conversation. I want to hear from you men. Um, Shoot me an email at spellmanministries at gmail.com. Spellman Ministries, that's S-P-E-L-L-M-A-N, ministries, plural, at gmail.com, and share me a a testimony. I mean, just let's just brag on the Lord. Uh, share with me what God's doing in your life, what God's speaking to your heart. And if there's anything you want to dive into on the podcast, man, let me know what it is. Uh, just give me some feedback, what the podcast has uh, been doing in your life, what it's stirred in your heart, maybe what questions it's stirred up in your heart. Again, I want it to be a conversation. I want to hear from you men And I hope that you'll, uh, with a vote of confidence, share this podcast with your friends, with your social media platforms. Say, hey, check out the Marksman podcast. Let's press in together, men, into Christ-likeness. It is the reason Jesus came. You know, Romans 8, 29 is pretty clear that we're all predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. And so it is our destiny, and we need each other and let's press together, let's reach together, let's not give up, let's not uh, throw in the towel. You know, we've all fallen short in different occasions. We've all, you know, uh, stumbled and dropped the ball, <laughs> fumbled, if you will. But here's the good thing. I remember Coach Griffin when I was going through, well, my junior high years of football, some of the first years I played, you know, for the school. But I remember Coach Griffin, you know, you know, he said, I was running back, he said, Spellman! If you if you go down, if they take you down, you make sure you fall forward and get one more yard. <laughs> I love that. Never forgot it, you know. And here God's using that to speak to my heart, hopefully speak to yours, that even when we fall, we can fall forward. That's the grace of God. That's the goodness of God that, yeah, we do fall. We don't make light of it. We don't excuse it. But hey, let's get more yardage on it. Let's learn from it. Let's grow through it. Let's let's allow that returning to the Lord in our heart when we repent. First John one nine just isn't just a band aid just to feel better because we, you know, we're just such a screw up and we need forgiveness. No, that's not what First John nine one nine is all about. It's about moving forward. It's about growing. It's about walking in the light. And if we do stumble and if we do sin, First John one nine. We have an advocate with the Father, and the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from all unrighteousness as we walk in the light. So praise God. I'm excited, as you can tell, <laughs> just to have this time with you today. We've been talking for the last few weeks about a kingdom a grant, a kingdom grant. In other words, talking about divine provision, heaven's resources, heaven's provision in our life. It's one thing to say God is my source, but as we all know, we're going to face situations in life. We're going to go through situations, especially as men. And if you have a wife and you have a family, you 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 really know the the pressure sometimes that comes upon us financially, materially, you know, to provide not only for our families but our children, grandchildren, whatever the situation might be. We can feel that pressure, and yet here's the here's the freedom. We labor to enter into Christ. We labor to enter into that rest. Rest is not, I was talking with a dear brother here recently, and God was giving him insight along these lines, and 
I'm just sharing those on with you. He he was talking about that rest is not the absence of work. It's not the absence of activity. Rest is a place of peace that we have in our heart and we have in our life. It's it's a it's what Jesus paid for. He paid so that we would enter into rest. That would that even though we labored, we wouldn't struggle. Even though we worked, we wouldn't be working. We'd be doing it like Paul. We labor according to the grace of God. We labor according to an inheritance that's been released. We labor according to the wisdom that God gives. And I want to start in James chapter 1 today um, with that statement being made. But when we labor, we're not laboring according to our own wisdom, our own ability, our own talent, just in the flesh. Even though we work in the natural, we do things. We have a we have a job, you might say. We have work. God, I don't even like the word job personally, but we have work. God gave man work. And so we go to work and we come home from work. But again, the work is not just in the natural. It's not just in the flesh. We're working with heaven. We're working with Christ in us, the hope of glory. And when we go to work, we don't just go, we're sent. And when we go home, we don't just go home, we're sent. We live with a kind of an apostolic mindset that we are sent, sent by the Holy Ghost. We're sent to our wife. We're sent to our children. We're, we're sent into whatever vocation and line of work that we're in. We're not just going, we're sent. And so here in James chapter 1, you know, again, we're working according to the wisdom that God gives. One of the greatest things we earn in this life is not a paycheck, but it's true wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Proverbs is replete by saying, if we gain wisdom, we're going we're gonna to gain everything the, the world is seeking after, the riches, the fame, the honor, the, the long life, the comfort, the different things. If we seek after wisdom and we do life God's way, doesn't mean we won't be persecuted, don't mean, doesn't mean we won't have difficult times, but it does mean no matter what develops, we will overcome, we will persevere, and we will go truly from glory to glory and from grace to grace and from faith to faith. But wisdom, wisdom is the win. Say that with me. Wisdom is the win. In fact, we might just go ahead and just title today's podcast, Wisdom is the Win, because when we gain wisdom, that's when we gain the understanding we need, the knowledge we need. Wisdom will put us in the right relationships. Wisdom will protect us from the wrong relationships. Wisdom will bring about the needed change. Wisdom will will allow us to persevere and hold steady when nothing needs to change, but we just need to persevere and be steady. Here's the glorious, glorious truth that wisdom is the principal thing. That's not just a statement in the book of Proverbs. It's a truth that we as men, especially, we have to hold our hearts to the pursuit of wisdom. You know, one of the things that we had um, in our uh, home that was just a regular uh, habit and regular custom, or you might even say tradition that we have, is we had a question. And it's good to ask questions. It's good to be open to questions. But one of them was, what did we learn today? What did we learn? Because if we live our day and learned nothing, gain no wisdom, 
then that day, is it a win? We might have got paid that day, might have got a paycheck that day, might have breathed there in and out all day long, might have been busy, 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 busy. And sometimes people just hang their hat on just being busy. But that doesn't mean your day's a win because what is a day that we win? It's a day that we learned something, a day that we grew in wisdom, a day that we grew in understanding. Or even if the understanding and wisdom and and knowledge we had was affirmed and confirmed and the roots went down deeper, then that is a win. So here's what it says in James chapter 1. James 1 and verse, let's pick it up around, um, well, verse 2. This is a great place to start. James 1 verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing, again, it's just, this is so powerful, (laughs) because your flesh does not feel joy when you're in a time of testing, trial, and temptation, and yet listen to what the Holy Ghost is saying through James. Brethren, consider it, count it. Didn't say feel it, but it did say count it, consider it, reckon it, other versions say it's like an accounting term. Move it over into the joy column. It feels like you're being diminished. It feels like you're being reduced. It feels like you're being disrespected. It, it feels like you're, you're going down. It feels like you're losing ground. Say, nope, I'm going to move this over in the joy column. This is going to be to my advantage. This I'm going to learn something. I'm going to grow. I'm going to seek God in this situation. And that's what it goes on to say, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Now, again, don't let faith just be some theological word like belief or faith. Faith is trust, and that's relational. It's relational. The testing of the relationship. See, the testing of our faith is the testing of our relationship, our covenant relationship with God. So the testing of my faith is the testing of my covenant relationship with God. And I already know this, my covenant partner, God, (laughs) Jesus, the Holy Ghost, he wins every time. He passes every test. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. And he's my covenant partner. So all I need to do is stay united and let the testing of this relationship produce something in me like trust. And what it says here, patience or long-suffering And look what happens. When patience has its perfecting work, it's a maturing. Perfect just doesn't mean flawless. It's about a maturity. Let patience have its maturing work, that we may be perfect, that is complete, and lacking nothing. Now, it goes on to say, specifically, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith. Now, we're going to circle back to some previous podcasts here and some of the things we're discussing here. And if you missed any of them, you can pick it up. You know, as we talked about, you know, the kingdom grant, doing life God's way, doing, doing finances God's way. And so here's what I want you to do is, if you haven't heard some of the previous conversations, go back. When you have time, hit the play button. It's not that 
you know, today is entirely dependent upon those, but I think all of it together gives us a better picture of how we can partner with heaven. We can walk in the wisdom of God. We can walk in the provision of God. And what does it mean to live in all that the kingdom has granted us? What is a kingdom grant? What have we been granted? What is our inheritance? And how do we how do we work with that in the earth? How do we bring heaven to earth? How do we release what heaven's released in our life, in our home, particularly in our finances, in the material realm? But it all begins with wisdom. So if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, no wavering, no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded. He's unstable in all his ways. Now, Right now, let me just release this. Romans 8, 1 and 2. There is, therefore, now, no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. So a lot of times we can hear these strong passages like this, and we can kind of measure ourselves against it and see where we're short, see where, yeah, I've missed it. Yeah, I've I've wavered. Yeah, I've, I've doubted. And then you, bam, I'm not going to receive anything from the Lord. And we just we're, we just feel dismissed by the Lord. We just feel put on the outside of the circle like, well, yeah, just like I figured, I'd, I'd be put on the outside. I'd be dismissed from. Now, listen, this is not what the word is saying. This word is releasing grace to us right now, that there's a stability in this relationship there's a stability and covenant relationship that we can live in such stability that we don't waver. We don't waver when we pray. We don't waver when we receive by faith. We talked about that in previous uh, um, conversations. We read Mark eleven twenty four, particularly in the Amplified. It says, for this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, which he's talking about in James, asking for wisdom, Mark eleven twenty four in the Amplified says, Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted and you will get it. So our job, once we pray and we know what God's will is and we ask for it, we ask for that provision, we ask for that wisdom, we ask for that direction, we ask for protection, we ask for whatever it is that we know God has released in his word to, to tell us his will on that matter. Once we take hold of that by faith, we must, like Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, believe that it is granted and you will get it. But we got to believe very specifically, not just believe in the Lord, believe it's granted. Believe that the relationship, we got to believe in the relationship. I want to share a testimony. Um, uh, you know, in fact, it was within the last couple years, um, there was a situation, financial situation that, um, you know, we as our family, our ministry, were believing God for some some things to do, things we wanted to, to be a part of and release and give and and sow into. And, and you know, the Bible says God gives seed to the sower. We wanted to sow. We wanted to give. 
But again, like everyone, we I don't know where I'm going to get it. I don't, you know, I don't have any natural way to even think that I would get, you know, the ability to sow like that or give like that or help like that. So, you know, you have a conversation with the Lord. Say, Lord, this is in my heart. We want to do this. We want to be a part of this. We want to want to be able to give into this. And so, and yet you look at your bank account or you look at your financial situation and you just, there's no way naturally to do it. So then now the relationship is being tested. The covenant relationship's being tested. And so I just began to say in my heart, Lord, but I want you to know, I trust you. I trust you. Because I knew this, this is about trusting the Lord. It's about trusting him. And then before I could even think, it just came right out of my spirit. Holy Spirit, help me. It came right out of my spirit. I said these words, I trust us. I trust our relationship. It's one thing to say, Lord, I trust you because he's perfect. He's awesome. He's omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent. And, and to trust him, that's, that's an easy thing to state. But this was going way more intimate when I said, no, Lord, I not only trust you, I trust trust us. I trust the relationship. I trust that the blood of Jesus has completely removed the, the, the partition between us, the separation, the, the sin, the guilt, the shame, the condemnation. I, I thank you that I'm in your presence without guilt. I am, I am in your presence righteous with the blood of Jesus, and I'm your son, and, and I thank you, Father, that I can trust you with this desire. You authored this desire. This wasn't just my desire, but you 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 authored a desire in my heart to do this thing, to sow into it, to give, to, to be a part of it. And I know that if you authored it, you are the finisher of my faith. And so I said, I trust us. And do you know what? By the end of the year, this was late in the year, a few years back, by the end of the year, we were doing it. We were a part of it. And and it wasn't the 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 finances didn't come in through any predictable means, you know. And uh, it's just glorious how God did it. But here's the thing: I learned in that time how important it is when it talks about the testing of your faith producing endurance, the testing of the relationship, the the, the testing of the trust, because faith is a trust word. So if we're going to talk about uh, receiving a kingdom grant, what we're talking about is Mark eleven twenty four amplified. When you pray, believe that it is granted. Believe you receive it, King James says. Believe you take it, other translations say. Uh, the amplified says, believe it's granted. If you believe it's granted, then you will get it. And it goes on in verse 25 to say, and when you stand praying, forgive. So the the one caveat that he gives as a warning to keep your faith you know, steady is make sure that you have a merciful heart. You're not holding the grudge. You're not, um, you're not being judgmental. You're not, you know, you're not holding yourself in a place of unforgiveness towards anyone. And so again, back to James chapter 1, the importance of wisdom, because wisdom is the win. And the most important thing we need in any given situation is we need wisdom. We need wisdom from heaven. We need to be looking at the situation and seeing what God sees. And sometimes 
it, it takes a little bit of time of of waiting in the presence of the Lord. One of the greatest things you can do, and I and and we can do as as men as we're seeking God, is it's powerful to take time and just worship, just get in His presence. Just however, whatever, whatever song you know moves your heart, whatever worship moves your heart. You know, I heard one person say one time when he he found certain you know worship songs. He said they're singing my heart. They are singing my heart. And you know, that's powerful. That is so powerful. In fact, a dear brother of mine, Jarrett Holiday, shared that with me one time. And man, that just rang so true. And it just was the perfect expression of, of, of what I'm sharing with you, why it's important to just find a song that's singing your heart and then just be with him and let the light of his presence, let the light of his countenance, let the light of his love shine on that situation and shine on your heart and and know that when you're standing in that situation, you're not standing alone. You're standing with the Lord and he's with you and you're with him. And like me on the porch that day, you can say, Lord, I trust you. I trust us. And so when he when it says, knowing that James 1, um, 2, count it all joy, well, that's how you get a hold of joy when you know that on the other side of whatever this storm is, whatever this trial is, whatever this test is, whatever this temptation is, on the other side of it, I'm stronger. On the other side of it, I'm more wise. I'm more sharp. I'm more steady. I'm more consistent. I, I've went from glory unto glory. I've went from grace unto grace. I've went from faith unto faith. In other words, I've grown in the relationship. God doesn't need to grow. But we get to grow into him in all things, Scripture says in Ephesians. So that's the joy. The joy is the joy of growing, the joy of learning, the joy of developing in Christ and Christ-likeness. That's what this podcast is all about, pressing into Christ-likeness. And so the joy is becoming more like him. The joy is representing him, representing him well as a husband, as a father, as a, as a worker in the vineyard, so to speak, and wherever you work, whatever your mission field is, we want to represent him well. And one of the greatest things we do to represent him is just live that life of trust, trusting him. But one of the greatest keys to that is just the simple passage right here. It's about pressing into wisdom, and it's about trusting. And when we ask for wisdom, I love what this says, um, that when God gives it, he uh, verse 5, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally or generously, and he does it without reproach. So when we need wisdom, and that's times of trials, tests, and temptation, notice he's not scolding us because we're in a trial, test, or temptation. He's not slamming us. No. He's just glad we came and asked for the wisdom because he wants to pour it out generously. He wants to pour it out liberally. But that's the kind of relationship we have with him. And that's what the blood of Jesus paid for. That's what Jesus wants us to receive in this relationship with him and with our Father is knowing that when we face trials, tests, and tribulation, when we have financial needs, material needs, we can pray. We can know that God wants to supply all all of our needs according to his riches and glory, 
Philippians 4.19. And then according to Mark 11.24, when we pray, we can pray and believe we receive, believe it's granted, and it will be granted when we pray according to his will. And we can, like here in James 1, we can ask for wisdom. And if we ask, and like it says, in faith, fully trusting, without doubting, he who doubts, like it says, because when we doubt, we're just driven, tossed to and fro. And so what is that? That's our feelings will toss us. Our emotions will toss us. The circumstances will toss us. All these things are like the, the, the wind that drives the waves, that you feel the wind. You know, you may not be able to see your emotions, but you can feel them. You may not be able to see everything going on in your circumstances, but those circumstances are saying something. They're trying to move you. They're trying to move me. But so when we ask, we ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. And when we allow what circumstances are saying to mean more than what God has said, that's when we get tossed to and fro. So it's it's not about, you know, oh man, crud, I, I've screwed up in that so so much. No, don't even go there in your thinking. Just rise up right now in this moment and say, come on, Holy Ghost, let's steady the ship. Let's steady the ship. Let's steady the boat. And I just sense that right now as I'm closing out today's conversation. There's just coming a steadiness to your life. You know, Jesus is called the rock. Amen. He is a rock. He is a firm foundation. He will steady us in life storms. And his wisdom, when we ask for it, it'll bring a steadiness to our heart. It'll bring a stability to our life. And so I just release that over you right now in the name of Yeshua. I just release a steadiness, a stability, and a grace just to, to stay steady, looking unto Jesus, who authored and who's going to finish your faith. What he started in you, Philippians 2 says, he's not finished. He's going to complete that work in you. He has begun a good work in you, and he's going to complete a good work. It is God working in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I want to thank you for joining the podcast today. Hope these few words, this short conversation has stirred your faith and stirred your heart. I tell you, we need each other. I'm leaning on you. You lean on me. Let's together lean on Christ and we'll find stability. We'll find strength. We'll find courage and we will fall. And when we do fall, we'll fall forward and we'll learn something every single day.